0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton,
1: originally airing on SiriusXM. of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Knowledge at Wharton on Sirius XM 132, Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Thanks for joining us today. It is May the 17th as we come to you from sunny Philadelphia. It is graduation weekend here at the University of Pennsylvania. It is also alumni weekend, and this kicks off our... Two days of reunion radio shows here on Knowledge at Wharton. Great to have you joining us. We will be talking over the next two days because we will also be here on Saturday as well with a special show. Talking with various Wharton alums over the next two days about uh, their time at Wharton, but also their careers and their businesses. And also talk about... uh, their sectors as well. We're going to be spending uh, quite a bit of time today uh, talking about healthcare and retail and management solutions and more. We're going to start out our show talking with entrepreneur Karen Sinclair Kay, who currently is the president of Dormify, an online retailer for a unique group of individuals, college students, who help build out their perfect dorm room. Then we'll talk with Raymond Zhao, the founder and CEO of Covendis. He is also involved in a venture designed to connect people and to solve ideas. It's called Pour Your Cup. We'll talk with him about both of those coming up at 10:30 Eastern Time. Then in the second hour of the show, we're going to be joined by soon-to-be Wharton MBA graduate who just sold his company that focuses on information to help millennials make better investments. And then in our final 30, we'll look at the consumer side of healthcare. With United Healthcare's Chief Consumer Officer, Rebecca Madsen, including recent cost increases, the things consumers should know about preparing for the ACA enrollment, and many others. All of that over the next two hours. Your comments and questions are welcome throughout the show. The way for you to join in is either by phone at 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866, or if you'd like, you can send us a comment on Twitter at Biz Radio, B I Z Radio 132, or you can use my Twitter account which is at Dan Loney, L-O-N-E-Y 21. First, though, here's what you need to know from today's business headlines. And there has been a third fatal Tesla crash where the autopilot was engaged. This time, it was a Model 3 Tesla on March the 1st in Delray Beach, Florida, according to the National Transportation Safety Board. The report says that the driver engaged the system, and about 10 seconds later, the vehicle hit a semi-trailer. Tesla notes that the autopilot system in vehicles has been driven for over 1 billion miles total pinterest lost 41.4 billion dollars in its first quarterly report as a public company it did those surpass revenue projections and monthly average users but cost increased by about a third because of adding new employees heavy equipment maker deer missed on quarterly projections by 10 cents with earnings per share at three dollars 52 cents it also cut its full year forecast due to what it calls quote persistent uncertainty end quote in its agriculture markets boeing says that it has completed the software update to its 737 max airplanes and it is working with the faa to get the aircraft back into the skies and amazon has taken a stake in british food delivery company deliveroo becoming one of its biggest investors deliveroo says it raised 575 million dollars in its latest funding round but did not say how much amazon had invested We begin our reunion radio show today by looking at the world of retail and this Wharton graduate Receiving her MBA back in 1995, has either run or owned several successful startups and is now tackling a unique area of the retail sector as the president of Dormify. Karen Sinclair Kay also serves as a judge for the Wharton Startup Challenge, as well as being a guest lecturer and mentor here at the Wharton School. As for Dormify, the company looks to help consumers add that perfect touch to the college dorm room Of a student in the family. The company, which was started by a college student, Amanda Zuckerman, who couldn't find everything she wanted for her own dorm room in just one location, is offering one stop service, including delivery to students' college or university of choosing, including bedding, wall art, light strings, and more. And it's a pleasure to have Karen joining us right now. Karen, welcome. Thank
0: you very much, and thank you for
1: having me. Thank you very much. I I wanted to start by talking about your career because. The life of being an entrepreneur is obviously an interesting one. When you come back to Wharton and you're talking to college students or when you're meeting other students out and about, what's the best advice you give them about being an entrepreneur in this day and age?
0: I would say that you need to follow your passion and you really need to – Find something that you are extremely committed to because obviously life as an entrepreneur, there's no shortage of hard work, grit, commitment, and most importantly, challenges that one faces pretty much every single day. And you just have to have both the passion, the fortitude, and the ability to be very resilient to recognize that uh, it's a mountain and it takes time to climb it, um, but as long as you're passionate and committed, um, that you could get there. It's just it you can't underestimate how much work and uh, adversity that comes with uh, being an entrepreneur.
1: So for you going in in all of the the different startups that you've been and ball- been involved with, and now being in with Dormify. Take us what your expectations are when you're going into a venture like this.
0: So I think you have to really feel as though it's uh, an opportunity that has a strong product market fit and has validation around that pretty early on. So I've experienced uh, a multitude of situations whereby that is either very clear or clear that that doesn't exist. And everything comes together when there is a customer base that really falls in love with what it is you're offering. Um, and if that doesn't happen, then you fundamentally have a problem. Um, so product market fit is a really important concept. And just understanding how to scale the business is secondly most important in terms of how do you take a concept get validation early on in that concept, and then really understand the levers that need to be pulled to create scale. Uh, because the only way there's value in the business is it gets to a scaled place. Um, and understanding how you're going to get there is really important to the mix. So that was definitely when I joined Dormify, it was not the company Uh, It was not one of the companies that I started, but it was very apparent to me that when I was joining, that there was product market fit and there was a consumer base that loved the value proposition and what the brand stood for. Um, So for me walking in, it was really taking my uh, experience in scaling businesses and recognizing, okay, I could do that here because... The core of the validation had already existed.
1: Yeah, and it's a unique concept in its its own right to kind of market to the college student. Obviously, in parts of retail today, you see that connection between the company. The company wants to have a greater connection with the consumer. And realistically, you're you're doing both serving a, a, a need, but you're also having that individual touch with the consumer as well.
0: Absolutely. And that's the most important aspect of our business, actually, is our deep connection to the consumer pretty much directly because we do uh, retail. We actually just opened our pop-up in New York today. Um, So we're speaking um, to customers in a retail setting. We're speaking to them all day long Through our social channels, our customer experience channels, we're getting constant feedback. We have an ambassador program called Dorma Fam of thousands of high school and college-age students. So we're in constant touch with our customer, and they're really guiding us. They're helping us with product development. It's really understanding that customer that makes us better than pretty much anyone else because we use our customers to guide everything that we do. Um, So it's critically important.
1: So how important, you mentioned the pop-up store, how important is that piece to continuing to grow Dormify and and just the concept uh, of having a a bricks and mortar store? It's something that we're starting to see occur from startups and from e-commerce a little bit. I'm thinking Warby Parker, another, uh, you know, a company developed uh, by a Wharton graduate um, that, you can you can start with the the online presence but at some point maybe there is the need to to have a physical presence
0: uh yes yeah. so we tested that out a few years ago in a much uh smaller way we would do trunk shows and then have some limited appointments in our new york showroom and what we saw through that initial test is that our average order value was Five times what we were seeing online. Um, And there is so much value out of having customers come in, being able to touch and feel the product, be able to design and create a space, have very personalized attention, working with a stylist who are all college students themselves. And so that became the test bed upon which we recognized that the results were far better um, in a retail setting than what we were seeing online, and that right. really led to our pop-up strategy. So this year, we actually have four pop-ups. Right. Um, one is actually not too far in the King of Prussia Mall oh, yeah. uh, in the Philly area, and then we're going to be on Newberry Street in Boston and outside of Chicago at uh a mall called Old Orchard in Skokie. Um, so each year we are launching new ones, um, and it really is a very omni channel strategy. Um, we're collecting emails in store so we could have a whole customer relationship management piece uh similar to if we acquired you online um so it it really works very well
1: so uh, when you're dealing with marketing to college students in part you're dealing with a you know a four to five year window how then do you continue to build out that relationship once that that individual has graduated
0: Yes. So we market to actually um, even teens in their home bedrooms because our product is very aspirational. It's really stylish and really high quality and just looks great. So what we find is actually the first interaction in many situations is uh, the teen who learns about Dormify um, and wants it for their home bedroom. And then there's the logical progression into college. And then we actually launched um, an APT sort of area um, uh, of two years ago or so for really the college graduates, since they're part of our database and they're part of our customer base. Um, we said, let's graduate with them. Um, and because, again, the product is – is very elevated, um, and so we want to stay relevant. Um, once you get out of your first apartment, you're likely going to graduate from, uh, from dormified, but we really have... a 10-year window or so that we could be uh, working with that customer.
1: And then I guess the hope is at some point you'll be able to bring that consumer back around when they become a parent and, and have their children at some point down the road be involved with Dormify.
0: That would be terrific. (laughs) It's a long. That would be a long time. It would be. uh, Yes. That would definitely be uh, the goal.
1: What ends up being the most important marketing strategies for you and for Dormify right now in 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 really reaching all of those consumers, whether they be teenagers, college students, or or early graduates?
0: I would say Instagram uh, is our number one channel in terms of reaching. Uh, the audience that is most important to us. Um, we have a very um, active Instagram uh, following and we're storytelling and providing a lot of content and useful information uh, through Instagram. So that's a really important channel. Um just to be able to present the brand in the light. It's very visual as you know. Yeah. Um, so it's really an important channel for us. Um, search would be the next one just to make sure that we're in front of the customer who may not know us but has real intent. Um, so if someone is looking up dorm shopping or dorm decor, or dorm bedding or you know, college apartments, etc. Um, we want to make sure we're front and center. So when you look at where we spend our media budget, it really is heavily weighted to uh, both of those channels. How... And they're extremely targeted, as you
1: know. Sure. How important then is the pricing component when you're talking about dealing with with these individuals? Obviously, in teenagers, you're talking about most likely parents that are going to be purchasing these items for them. For the college student, it may or may not be the parent. It may be the student themselves that that may be doing the purchasing.
0: Price is definitely part of the equation. Uh, Value is an even bigger part of the equation, um, uh, making sure that we are our quality, price, value proposition is there. Um we're certainly not the cheapest option on uh, you know, in the marketplace. We're also not the most expensive. We're we're priced at a level that is certainly attainable, um, but it it is very much an important part um, of the equation because it it, obviously college is expensive, and so these items are just add-on to the massive expense parents are already incurring to go to college. So that is very much top of mind.
1: We're joined on the phone by Karen Sinclair Kay, who is the president of Dormify. You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton's Reunion Radio Special here on Sirius XM 132, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Let's touch back in- into the Wharton side of this for a second. And I mentioned uh, the work you've done uh, being part of the Startup Challenge and, and also your guest lecture work. Having the relationship you still have with the Wharton School, how important is that to continue to grow that for you personally?
0: I love staying in touch with Wharton and the entrepreneurship program. Um, I am always amazed and um, just certainly super impressed by the program and uh, the entrepreneurs that are coming out of the program and just how much it has evolved. So anything I could do to contribute my time is something that I just enjoy. It's always fun to see the passion of these students and just how impressive they are. Um, so it's very important to me. I really enjoy it, and I hope to continue to do it, you know, going forward.
1: How has, the, how has the entrepreneurship landscape developed over over your time since you were here at Wharton to now where you are at Dormify?
0: Oh, it has gotten substantially uh more uh improved i would say um or improved um so when i was there entrepreneurship was definitely a path um and there were some great classes but there was nothing like what it is today and and even just the uh, number of students interested in that path was um a fraction of what you see today so you know in '93 to '95, while I was at war, and it was still very traditional sectors that most of my classmates went into. It was banking or consulting or brand marketing. Um, so it was pretty standard. Um, and now I feel as though it, just the world of entrepreneurship has exploded. Students' interest in pursuing that path has exploded. There's so many great examples of successful entrepreneurs that students could look up to Um, and people are just a lot less uh, risk averse and more willing to uh, you know take the chance on things while they're young so it's it's terrific
1: and and that still comes with you know some of the data that we've seen about the the rate of startups that actually succeed in comparison to the ones that fail it it is still a, a challenge where you have to have all of the the right uh, uh, the right planning, the right funding, and and such to be able to have a successful startup.
0: Without a doubt, the uh, numbers are definitely not in your favor. Um, however, I think even if it doesn't succeed, I've had successful exits, and then I've basically shut down companies because I didn't see the path. There is so much learning and experience. That you get, regardless of what the outcome is, and it's far superior, I would argue, than going and working for someone. You're you're never going to get exposed in those early days um, to what you're going to get exposed to if you start something on your own. I, it's it's never ending in terms of the things that you are faced with in terms of having to learn while doing. Um, So I would argue that that experience really far outweighs pretty much any other entry point that you're going to go into, you know, straight out of,
1: straight out of school. One of the other areas that we've talked on the show, and I'd love to get your uh, viewpoint on it is mentorship. And, and how important mentorship was for you when you were here at Wharton, but also how that has developed for you in your in your business life as well, giving back.
0: So I wouldn't necessarily say that I had what I would consider to be um truly strong mentors. I wish I had, quite frankly, and I feel like that was a bit of a hole. Um, And I will say that I am a mentor slash advisor. I've I've done it for many, many companies over the years. And I will tell you that what they have said to me repeatedly is it really helps you avoid mistakes that you don't need to make. So having a mentor really just helps guide and helps you just not not go down paths that are going to lead to you know, problems or, you know, bad outcomes. Um, So that's where I think the mentorship, it it really cuts down on the the trial and error, if you would. Um, And I just think it's a great support network in terms of, you know, when things get tough and they always do get tough, um, just to have someone to lean on to
1: sort of see you through it. But is that something that you have seen? You mentioned maybe not having one and would have appreciated one when you were in school. Have you seen that as a concept, as an idea that it has developed over the course of maybe the last 20 to 25 years?
0: I think there's definitely more networks for mentorship, just even the um – the advisory panel that's built into the startup network um, and um, and the way the structure is built around the startup challenge, um, it has mentors embedded in it. So I think it's just much more structural at this point, uh, which is very helpful.
1: We're joined by uh, Karen Sinclair Kay, who is the president of Dormify. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. So for Dormify uh, as a company, what are the the next challenges for the company as a whole?
0: It's really about scale and gaining market share. We go straight up against like Bed Bath & Beyond and even Target um, and Walmart to some extent. Um, and it really is just getting our brands and our uh, proposition out to more and more people um, so that Dormify becomes truly the go-to place um, for you know every single student when they get their college acceptance. Um, so the biggest challenge is just you know, the scale and continuing at the pace that we've been at, um, I would say, is, is front and center and then building an organization that is capable of, you know, handling that growth.
1: What is it like being involved with a, with a company that basically was started by, by the idea of a college student and to a degree it has been, it started out as a family business between, uh, between Ms. Zuckerman and her mom as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely started out and, um, you know, they're still very involved. I work with the daughter. She runs, uh, she's our chief uh, brand officer and still very much controls the brand. Um, and I would say it's, they're just super passionate about continuing um, to build the dream that they had and sort of this this concept that they had you know, seven or eight years ago into something that really hits on uh, the significant part of the, the incoming uh, freshman student body. So it's, it's just really refreshing to be around people who mm-hmm. had the business concept, created it, and now they're just super passionate. We're just all very aligned on what our goals are and how we're going to get there.
1: For you personally, uh, what uh, you obviously have have Dormify that is is front and center for you right now. But with your career as an entrepreneur and the companies that you have been with, what are the challenges you see for your career still?
0: For my career, um, so I would say that through this process, it's never um, there is never a shortage of things that. I still haven't tackled directly. So even though I have been in e-commerce for uh, really the better part of my career, it hasn't directly been in a um, situation where we manufactured products direct to factory. So that's certainly an area that I have yet to do. And it's something that we're embarking on. Um, So, there's And even running retail, so even though, again, I've been in e-commerce, I've never been in a situation whereby uh, I've had stores, and now, you know, we're opening four short-term stores. There's never a shortage of sort of learnings to be had on the retail side. Yeah. So even though I've been, you know, an entrepreneur and working um, since 95 post uh post-graduating, there are still tremendous uh, opportunities for growth in areas that I'm doing really for the first time um, over the past few years. So, uh, so that would be, I would say for me, the two areas, manufacturing and retail, that are definitely um, newer skills and newer experiences and newer learnings. Um, that I am learning every day. I would
1: imagine that when you're talking about these pop-up stores, uh, that quite a bit obviously goes into the decision process of where you want to put the location, uh, but for also for how long you want to have that location up and running before you're, you're trying to move on to the next, to the next location, correct?
0: Correct. And it is very strategic and analytical and methodical in terms of how we choose our locations. Um And so we basically look at our map and where our customers are and where we're seeing uh, the most density of our uh, customer base. And we follow our customers. So given e-commerce is such a strong part, we have all of that data. um, And so we follow the data.
1: Karen, great to have you with us today. Thank you for your time. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again down the road. Absolutely, thank you very much. Thank you, Karen Sinclair Kerr uh, Sinclair K. Excuse me, President of Dormify. As we continue our reunion radio special. We will uh, be joined in studio by Raymond Zhao, who is the founder and CEO of Covendas. He is also the founder of a very unique website uh, and uh, entity, Pour Your Cup, connecting people with people to solve problems. We'll talk with him next. Sirius XM 132 Reunion Radio here on Business Radio. Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School.
0: For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast
1: on iTunes and Google Play.